So hi, welcome to the Good Nights Podcast with Killian from Charming Liars. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? So the band kind of started in England and predates me a little bit because the guitar player and the bass player, uh, they've known each other since they were very young, like 15, um, and kind of just started making music together. And then they moved to the States, or L.A. more specifically, um, I think in 2014, I don't want to get the, the year wrong, uh, but it was the best decision they made because they met me. Uh, of course. And then, uh, yeah, of course. And then uh, we, we've, uh, we've been making music. I think we're coming on our fifth year. Uh, what the band name means, uh, I wish I had a, a, a cheeky answer and I'm sure if they were here, they'd give one. But uh, from, that, from what I can understand, uh, they were at a bar once and they were talking to the barmaid and she thought they were faking their, their English accents because both of them are English. And she called them a couple of uh, charming liars. So there it was, the name stuck. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. yeah, all right, solid. So uh, congrats on your release, Losers. Thanks. How do you felt your response to it so far? Uh, it's been incredible. Um, and I'm, you know, when we wrote that song, um, it was really a very personal song because you know, we had been going through a lot of rejections, left and right, a lot of doors slamming. And, and I kind of had hit a point where I wasn't going to let my external circumstances uh, basically you know, define how I was going to feel as a person. I was still going to feel complete. So we wrote the song and it's been amazing because I think that message has really resonated with a lot of people, um, mm -hmm. especially uh, right now with everything going on, it's so crazy. It's so easy to kind of just get down on yourself. You know, I find myself in kind of a negative state uh, quite, quite, quite often more than I'd like to be. You know, I turn on the news and I just get frustrated and angry, you know. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's been incredible to see people from around the world um, really just, you know, identify with the song. And, and I, can, I couldn't ask for anything else. You know, it's although I wrote from a personal place, seeing people just connect with it it's just it's just one of those things it's really cool yeah that was very wholesome i'm happy you're getting that response yeah so i i actually want to chat a little bit about your album with that same name um how is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art uh so i mean for us you know we we were very fortunate that before the pandemic hit we had already recorded about sick like almost an album's worth of music so it allowed us to release a, a, a song a month um, it wasn't super intentional for, you know, the EP or the record to be called Losers. It just happened to be the sixth song. I think it's the sixth song or something around there that we, we'd happen to release. So then we kind of just crapped it as one thing. Um, but we have a full length, hopefully, uh, that, that by the end of the year and the end of the record cycle, we'll have released enough songs to fill one up. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think by then we'll have thought a little bit more on the album title. But for right now, it was really just the last song we released. So... Okay, solid. So can you tell me about your writing process for that same album? That sure, yeah. On? So the way it works for us usually is um, one of two ways. I mean, we throw a lot of different um, methods at the wall, but the, the two that seem to stick the most are either I'll come into the studio and Carnig, who uh, is our guitar player, but also produces all of our music, he'll have laid out kind of the bare bones of a song. So he's like, what do you think about this, this, this? And I usually like to listen to it once go straight into the booth and just kind of spit the first thing that comes to mind over it. 
Yeah. And I find that that tends to be sometimes the best stuff because I don't know, I feel like if you have to overthink your melody, chances are you're going to overthink listening to it too. Mm-hmm. You know, so if it's simple and it just comes straight from the heart, then sometimes that kind of stirs the start. And then the other way is I'll sit down with an acoustic guitar and just strum around. And then I'll come out with the bare bones and then we'll try and make an acoustic singer songwriter song into a charming liar song, which yeah. is an interesting process because we do not sound like a singer songwriter band. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Wait, how long have you been doing that with just the going into a booth, just off the top of your head, just spitting out whatever comes? Uh, since kind of the beginning. That's that's really, you know, when I started writing music from day one, you know, in a garage with my friends in high school, that's how we'd write. They would jam stuff and I would just sing the first thing that came to, you know, my mind. And and it was frustrating at first because you didn't have a recorder to record it. So you'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, hold on. But what did I sing there? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Now that's why it's so crucial that I like don't want to over listen to the song and just want to go in after I hear it maybe once because I want to capture kind of that lightning in the bottle. If and sometimes it's not lightning, sometimes it's, it's crap, you know. But yeah. you, know, you got to try, you know, and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. I love that awesome. so much. Yeah. yeah. So as you said, this is like a collection of songs so far. So what out of those took the longest to write, and which one is your favorite so far? Uh, yeah, you know, some songs took a week, some songs took a month to complete. Um, I'd have to say my favorite's probably, uh, I'll tell you, the one that took the longest to write was probably, I think, favorite show. It took a little while uh, because we we constructed it and then, no, actually, I take that back. It was Flames. Because uh, mm-hmm. Flames, the bare bones came very quick on the acoustic guitar. But we had about five different versions of that song. Like one was a little too rock, one was a little too pop, and we had to kind of dial it back and find, you know, our our way back to what what our sound is. Um, so that took the longest. As for my favorite, I'd say it's probably a tie between Losers and Favorite Show. I just I really like those songs, and I'm excited to play them live whenever that happens again because we haven't done any of these songs live, so it's all they're all very new to us still. Yeah. Oh man, that's exciting, yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me where your headspace was while creating all those songs? You said this was all made like during quarantine, so that's a big part. Yeah, I mean, I was very lucky um, in, in some respects, some of the newer stuff that hasn't yet come out was written in quarantine, but the songs that oh. we've released already were kind of, we had re- we'd recorded them right before we left for our European tour at the beginning of this year. Okay. And there was a few that we put the final t- final touches on, like um, I think Losers was one of them. So um, there's definitely some angst bottled up from everything in that song and mm-hmm. um, a few other songs too. But there's there's a few songs that are going to be coming out in the next, I think next month, um, that are a little more, uh, that were written kind of during this period. Um, okay. But yeah, you know, it's always changing for, for you know, to, to answer your, your headspace question. It's I mean, it kind of, it varies, you know, when we were doing the the first record, Thought, Flesh and Bone, I was super uh, laser visioned on making this record, like it had to be perfect. And it just, it made it hard because I was so frigid with it. Mm-hmm. And then with this next batch of songs, I was just kind of a little more relaxed with it. And I think the process was more enjoyable and, you know, so yeah, it, it varied. Yeah. All right. Solid. When abouts was that European tour? Was that like right before the world shut down? Like, did you guys yeah. have to race to get home? What was that Literally like? Literally during it. Yeah, it okay. was, uh, we were in um, we were in Europe with Palais Royale 
and uh, great band, super nice guys. Um, and the shows were all going very, very well. You know, we played, I think, like 14 dates and we were we were hearing things that like, you know, in Milan, that's where things were getting very, very serious yeah. before it was hitting everywhere else in, in the country. And we knew Milan was on the on, you know, coming up in the next few weeks, but we, we figured, you know, we'll see what happens. And then that that show got canceled. And then after that, it was kind of a domino effect. It was like, OK, Prague's gone, uh, you know, Budapest is gone. And we were literally um, at a this is funny because they actually do have KFCs in Europe. Um, and we were at a, a KFC there and we had just finished eating and we were driving uh, to the next city, which was Budapest. And, it, and the manager calls and says, it's it's canceled. And we're like, OK, well, let's drive to the one after that. We got a phone, phone call five minutes later. That show's canceled. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you guys should just look to just get home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we booked it all the way back to um, to France and flew out of there. But guys, it was so crazy. Like there was guys in hazmat suits and like. Oh military blockades on the on the freeways because you know all the countries are connected you know and it was it was such it was such a trip and i flew back on the first day the the cdc initiated like the the like where they check you at the airport and stuff mm -hmm. so it was like a seven hour affair it was really crazy i feel like i was in kind of a zombie movie for lack of a better reference but it really yeah. did you know I've, I've seen you know i've seen 28 days later enough times but yeah it was <laughs> yeah. just a little like unsettling but um but yeah i'm just was happy to come home well, yeah, yeah, at least God. you're not stuck there because we've, yeah. we've interviewed a couple so, other bands. To be fair, being stuck in Prague is not the worst thing. You yeah. know? The worst thing, yeah. I mean, maybe nice, not but... in the middle of a pandemic, though. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we it's have interviewed a couple other bands that also cut it close like you guys. So I was like hearing those mm -hmm. stories where they're like, we were in a different oh, yeah. country as the world was shutting down. And yeah, it was crazy. Our cell phones were all blowing up because people were just like, where are you? Why are you not on an airplane? Yeah. You know, we're trying. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening through your music? Not a feeling, not a particular feeling. I guess just feelings would be good with me. You know, I mean, everybody, you know, I, I'd like to think our music is ambiguous enough to, to kind of fill the void for a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. Um, mm -hmm. So as long as it, as long as it does that, I'm, I'm happy, you know, because for me, it's, I'm going to write the music if people listen to it or not, you know, but it makes it so much better when it actually means something to someone else besides myself, you know, I just yeah. I can't not write it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Solid. So while listening to your music, what band or artist influence do you think pop out the most? If any. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we get this reference sometimes and I'm always thrilled over the moon when we get it like Depeche Mode is one, you know, and, and that's awesome. Cause I really love the heavy eighties, uh, you know, goth synth music, you know, mm -hmm. like that stuff's really cool and I've always appreciated it. Uh, but then there are other references that people wouldn't get. Like when, when it comes to lyric, you know, writing lyrics, I'm, I'm very, uh, there's artists like Jackson Brown or, you know, Third Eye Blind, which are very lyrical. Like they're just, their lyrics are just, they mean something more than just writing, you know, rhyming bed with head, you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's there's something else going on. And shamelessly, I do rhyme bed with head in a song called Insomnia. So I'm no better, but I'm just saying <laughs> that there's artists like that, that I really like aspire to kind of be like. So yeah. um, lyrically at least. Okay. So good list, good list. 
Um, cool. So this question should be like super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe your new single, Losers, in three words. Um, let's see. Uh, so you say do it really quick. I don't know if I can do it really quick. <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, let's see. I guess that's three. Uh, let's see. Uh, no. Um, let, um, <laughs> that's a good question, man. No, I thought of it myself. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I can't give you one. You could just type out dot 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 <laughs> dot yeah, dot dot. Audible. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so since we've spoken about it already, Corona is happening. So how do you plan on connecting with your fans without shows? Yeah, you know, it's it was weird because you know we spent like I think the last three years we've been on the road at least eight months out of the year. So we're a very live heavy band. Like we, that's mm -hmm. how we make our fans. That's how we connect with people. Um, so it has been a hurdle that, you know, it's not unique to us. A lot of bands that I'm sure you're interviewing has had to face that. Um, and, you know, we've, we've done our fair share of live streams and things like that. And it's not so much about playing the music. It's really just getting the social, or not the social, but just that connection with your fans. Yeah. Um, that I know that they're lacking, you know, not even in a musical sense, like myself included, like, I've, you know, like, it's hard not communicating. Like, I look forward to these interviews because I'm like, oh, I get to talk to new people, yeah. you know? Um, and I know it's tough for, for some of our fans too because they're, they're maybe they have, they've talked to one or two people. So um, it's been nice doing the live streams, but also we plan on doing, um, on recording like an actual live version of all of our new songs. Um, so that'll be cool when we'll be able to release those and i'm sure we'll do a ton of live streams while we're doing that um mm -hmm. but it's just staying available you know yeah. and thankfully we have internet and things like this to do it with so that's really how we've been doing it okay, okay. Yeah. solid yeah. Mm -hmm. uh so how else have you been staying sane during this uh, this time man i don't even know if i am sane anymore uh, <laughs> that's completely <laughs> right uh, let's see well I think like most people, I've been trying to find like creative ways to like stay in shape because that's been super hard with gyms closed and, th and things. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I'll like go and run outside and we have like, a, I'm lucky enough that in my backyard, there's like a big hill and a trail with no people there. So like mm -hmm. I can go and like, um, it sounds so much more, so much nicer than it is. It's really like a, a drainage runoff, but it's oh. just, <laughs> you can run on it, but it is a hill that has like, you know, it's really pretty. Yeah. Uh, and there's bunnies and things like that. So I'll go and I, I'll jog and that's helped. Um, but then also just, you know, reading and writing, like mm -hmm. really trying to catch up on the quiet time that I had missed out on the last couple months. So yeah. just doing things like that and um, hanging out with my cat. And that's been nice, you know? Yeah. So yeah, just little things like that. What about you guys? What have you been, how have you been coping with all this? Oh, talk God. to Glory a lot. <laughs> too much. We talk way too much now. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of interviews and stuff. Good. Yeah. yeah, a lot of cooking for me. Right? Yeah, cooking. That's yeah. That's gonna. That's that's great. Yeah, my my girlfriend's been getting into cooking like a lot, and it's. Mm -hmm. it's I mean, I can't complain because it's really cool. But obviously, um, yeah. but it keeps your mind busy. You know, mm -hmm. like not thinking about everything else going on. You know? mm -hmm. so, yeah. 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 That's Solid. good. Mm -hmm. uh, so we know you like just released Loser. That's awesome, but. You said you have other singles that you're planning on releasing throughout the rest of this year and into maybe the next year. Yeah. So can you tell us about those? 
what what can we expect? Sure. I mean, well, I I can tell you this. You know, the, there's a few songs that were written, like I said, before everything kicked off, mm-hmm. and then there's a few songs that were written when everything kicked off. So I can't yeah. really see too many uh, details, but okay. I would say that the mood has definitely influenced some of the the later music. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Excited Solid. for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where do you see this project in the next five years? I mean, I, for me, like, I've done so many incredible things. Like, like I've, I've been able to tour and meet a lot of incredible people, which is, is more than I thought I was going to be able to do. So anything past this is just a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think in the next five years, I'd like for our songs to get better. I'd like for our, um, you know, our connection with people to, to um, even deepen. And I'd like to just offer, you know, when, when you put in your headphones, I'd like to offer somebody, you know, just, I don't know, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shelter, you know, like oh, some, yeah. kind of, some kind of place where they can go to just filter everything else out. And if I can do that in the next five years successfully, that's all I can ask for. You know, if that's in front of thousands of people or if I'm playing in front of 10 people in front of a sports bar, that's fine. You know, so whatever happens, happens. But obviously, the thousands would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands yeah. would be great. Yeah. yeah. That's really wholesome, though. I, I like that answer. That's I, good. You could have yeah. said for the, the certain feeling question, you could have said, like, shelter. Yeah. Well, you add that. You can go back. Nobody. Oh, okay. Edit it. Edit it. <laughs> yeah, you can edit it back. So if you're watching now, yes, that's shelter from the storm. That's a steel bottle. Oh, my God. There we go. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. wonderful. Right. So yeah. I'm gonna get a cease and desist from Bob's uh, lawyer. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. All right. So um, on a less wholesome note, uh, for the last couple of questions, we're actually gonna shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Oh yeah. All right. So we're gonna go straight to death row for Boom. a little bit. So the, the like the the place in prison or the record like. No, not the record. <laughs> the place in prison. Oh, I thought you meant like the record company. I was like, okay, no. like we're okay. All right. <laughs> No, no, no. We're the place in prison. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So if you're on death row, not the record label, what would you have for your last meal and drink? Ooh, that is a very morbid question. It is. is quite a morbid question. Um, let's think. You know, it's 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 funny you ask that because I actually have a book and I, I, I feel weird even having this book. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's a it's a book called Texas Death Row and it has inmates from, you know, Death Row. And and that's been the thing that has actually fascinated me is someone's final meal because it is, it is interesting. Um, But my final meal would, would be one of two things. It'd either be in and out because I'm, I love it. It's so good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or it would be my mom's ribs, but like a day old mom's ribs. Mm Because when they're kind of cold, they yeah. get some magical happens to them in the refrigerator. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. uh, but that would probably be it. And what a sad last meal that would be. Yeah. Oh, wait, but do you have a drink? Oh, to drink. Yeah, you need to drink. Probably enough of something to remind myself I'm not on death row. That would probably yeah. be a good thing. But mm-hmm. uh, if not that, then I would have to go. Oh, okay. There's a soda that they only make in Arizona in Tombstone mm-hmm. called Doc Holiday, named after Ooh. Gunslinger. And it's a combination of kind of like Dr. Pepper and Cherry Cola. And Ooh. it's just, it's divine. So probably that would be my last beverage. Solid. 
Yeah. Uh, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Oh, man. Um, one fictional world for a week. You know what I think would be an interesting place to live? And it's, it's, this is, I guess it counts as fictional because it's in the, just, can I time travel? Sure. Yeah, sure. Is that a thing? Yeah. Sure. I would love to shadow Elvis Presley for a week. Like go down to Graceland when he was like in his prime and like maybe like, I don't know, 69 or 70, you mm -hmm. know, and really just watch him because I just find him such a fascinating person, mm -hmm. you know, from the karate demonstrations to like <laughs> being the king of rock and roll and all these things. Uh, so maybe that I think that would be a really fascinating thing. Okay, okay, solid. Yeah, we haven't gotten that question before. Can what are, what are some of the answers you've gotten from that before? Because I'm I, honestly, I'm more curious about the death row question. What What's the weirdest food that somebody's off like said that they would have? Oh my god! I'm... <laughs> so we got a cop's heart once. Oh man! Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure we got a baby, which was like I don't remember that one. Was I was that was, was I zoned that... out for that one? I think you probably zoned out for that one. I'm <laughs> pretty sure somebody crazy. said a baby. Well, if I heard um, a baby, I think I'd come back. I'm just gonna. Uh, we got you back to reality. Yeah, yeah. I think mm -hmm. someone told us they need a shit ton of edibles so they couldn't feel. Yeah, what was gonna happen? I feel like that would be a, a terrible experience because, yeah. like, being high and knowing you're, you know, that's coming. Like, mm -hmm. I get anxiety anyway. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's so personified, so much worse. And mm -hmm. okay, interesting. Yeah, I was I was curious about that. Okay. Lots of Taco yeah. Bell, like to the point Lots. where they should sponsor us. That's how yeah. many times people have given yeah. that answer. Okay, well there you go, there you go. That that could be an interesting pivot into getting a sponsorship. Definitely, yeah. definitely <laughs> solid. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person you've spoken to has actually said it's the most important question. What is your favorite color? Hmm. I think it's a tie between either turquoise or green. I've, always, I've always loved turquoise. I, I just think it's such a, almost like an, maybe not a turquoise, but like an aqua green, you know, that green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I was really young, it was green because I don't think my mind could wrap my head, wrap its head around the fact that blue and green could actually go together. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, but as I've matured, I think the combination <laughs> of the two really just ticks the boxes for me. Definitely. Right. Solid. Uh, that's good. Great. So as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, well, you know, if you guys are interested in what we do um, musically, you can find us on Spotify or Instagram at Charming, at Charming Liars. Um, so no fancy underscores, just the name. Uh, but yeah, I mean, thank you so, so much for, for making this an interesting interview, too. I mean, I got to tell you, I, I loved this. You know, sometimes you ask the same questions over and over. These are pretty original. I got to give you. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for sitting out with us. This has been Killian uh, from Charming Liars, and we are the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>